Hello and welcome to Real Sex Radio, the podcast where we get down and dirty to give you the dirt about real human sex. I'm your host, Hannah Deindorfer, a fairy godmother, sexuality, and somatics coach who is here to support you in having wildly intimate, connective, real sex. Sex is messy, fun, playful, awkward, and most of all, human. On Real Sex Radio, you'll hear stories from real people about their cringiest or most exciting or most fun or interesting sex experiences and tips from us on how you can improve your sex life. I'm here to keep it real. Welcome to the show. Today, I have my friend Marcella here to share about some of her experiences with sex and some things in her life related to sex, and I'm so excited to Hi, chat with you. Anna, Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so excited to, to have you here and to talk with you. Um, before we get started, can you share your pronouns, your sexual orienta- orientation, and your ethnicity? Okay, pronouns, uh, she, her. Uh, sexual orientation, I would say 90% straight, actually. I would love to have an amazing experience with a woman, and I think it's possible, and that could turn me, who knows, 50-50. But as of now, I think I'm 90% straight, and then I'm half Korean, half American, white. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So um, I would love to just start with maybe you sharing a little bit about what sex was like for you growing up Oh, okay. in a mixed household. Okay. Like, what was that like? Yeah. Or, you know, I know you, you have other backgrounds <laughs> as well that has nothing to do with your ethnicity well, that maybe yeah. you can share. Um, my mom is Korean, conservative, so I didn't, she never had a sex conversation with me. I learned about sex. I probably knew what sex was when I was 10 or 11 from a movie I thought sex was kissing naked. And then I was watching a movie and they weren't kissing and they were naked and something clicked. I was like, oh, that's what sex was Mm. or is. Mm -hmm. So that's how I learned about sex. But yeah, I grew up in um, a church called the Unification Church. No sex before marriage or going straight to hell. So, and uh, that even in a a, like social arena we were very I was very closed off so I didn't have sex until I was 18 years old or so Mm -hmm. and then there's a lot of guilt associated with that and so I was very inexperienced until I was a little later in life like 36 I had eight partners so I was like a serial monogamist basically and Mm. had almost no experience (laughs) yeah so I'm curious like as you were starting your sexual exploration, mm-hmm. um, what was what's an experience from some of your earlier sex capades that stands out for you, and how is that maybe impacted by your experience in the church? Oh, earlier on, um, I guess part of me was always a little bit wild, and I was very I would talk about sex openly and felt very open to sex, but I picked partners that were safe. Mm. and somewhat conservative so Mm. all my sex was pretty generic I would say and somewhat infrequent and I I did date a professor um who was not it's like not the sexy attractive it was like he kind of I thought might have been a homosexual balding gray gut and I think that had a lot to do with my daddy issues Mm -hmm. and and he didn't want to have sex very frequently. I was 
20 and he was 47. Wow. And, um, and I think that he wanted sex so infrequently that like, I don't really enjoy anal, but I was kind of desperate to interact in a sexual way. I was like open to, to anal with him and stuff, but that was kind of painful and I, it wasn't the best introduction to it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I found myself very much trying to please Mm -hmm. men. And I, that was my orientation for most of my life is pleasing Mm -hmm. and in my, my needs did not matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Has that changed at all over time? I'm working on it still. I'm currently still working on that. So Mm. like oftentimes my fantasies will be about pleasing another person Mm. and I'm trying to consciously change that into having a fantasy about many men pleasing me and I don't have to even do anything to them. Do you have a fantasy of that? Is that like in your mind now? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I actually matched with three guys, like a a three pod on Tinder. Uh I was telling my friend Julia about it. And they were all in the one picture they had very good looking. And they were like, we just want to please you. And I was like, oh my God, I, this, I wish this was a real thing. This sounds like a total fantasy of mine. Yeah. 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 So that fantasy is now in there. Yes. You're like, okay, yeah, oh, that's, absolutely. that's in there. <laughs> because I almost, I also matched with someone on Tinder yesterday who said, I'm a nymphomaniac and I'm looking for someone who can match that energy and I was so turned on by that I was Mm -hmm. like I almost feel like I need someone like that but then that makes me worry like something's wrong with me Mm. you know because I'm like I'll have sex with one a guy once in a night and feel very unsat I'm just like what that's it we're done like Mm -hmm. I want like I need many men to like pleasure me throughout the night I wonder if that is related to the way that you grew up like I that wonder. Of like there's something wrong with me for wanting sex frequently and often. Yes. Like having a high sex drive or a high drive to have a lot of interaction. Oh my gosh. Even now, if I have sex with someone and the, the next day I'm like, something's wrong with me. I'm out of control. I'm not mm. a good person. Yeah. And then I have to consciously put a stop to that and mm-hmm. say, stop thinking those thoughts. There's nothing wrong with you enjoying sex or yeah. being loose about sex because I feel a lot of guilt like oh I just met that person and I fucked him Mm -hmm. Uh, there's I'm a slut I'm Mm -hmm. something's wrong with me and then I'm like wait but if I just took away that moralistic aspect I'm like I'm just enjoying my body and I like pleasure what's wrong with that yeah I had to I'm still I'm still working on that yeah Yeah. it is um it's hard to overcome that many years of conditioning when there is also so many narratives around you just Mm -hmm. in general telling you that you know, you should play more hard to get Mm -hmm. or guys like a Mm -hmm. woman. They won't respect you. Yeah. And also I feel there's current slut shaming from women. Now, even friends or Mm. people I know will Mm -hmm. still kind of be like, Oh, like you are a lot of control. You'll Mm. never, whatever. They won't say those things necessarily Mm -hmm. straight to my face. Yeah. But, um, I do feel it. You Mm. know, you can feel someone's energy around that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to be here to advocate for your sluttiness. (laughs) And, you know, I think that a lot of women wish they could be so sexually liberated to have whatever kind of sex that they want to have. And you get to set an example for what that looks like to to do that in a safe way and to explore (sighs) your body and like have as much as you want. And 
Yeah, yeah. see, I can even right now feel like almost like in my throat, this like tenseness. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, okay, let that go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I appreciate see, it. I can see the emotion there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. And it's, what's fun about it, this sexual journey, is that I feel like it's just starting mm-hmm. and it's evolving. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm excited about what it could be mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. What is your dream? What could it be? Yeah. What are you asking? Yeah. Oh gosh. I would love to open up to receiving, like I mentioned earlier and have real connective sex with someone. I can be very action based, mm-hmm. like, like really energetic with sex, but I want to learn to take it slow and enjoy the experience. And oftentimes the guy will tell me to slow down, like calm down, like, well, because they're going to come so fast. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. Like if you don't want this to last two minutes, just slow it down. Yeah. So, so just like having maybe like harnessing that sexual energy and Mm -hmm. controlling it and being playful with it Mm -hmm. and learning to kind of tease and pull back and have this energetic push and pull and not just this physical Mm -hmm. in and out. Um, I would love that. And then connect to people really on a deep spiritual way to combine like spiritual interpersonal connection with sexual connection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm so excited for you to have that. You deserve it. Thank you. I'm not sure how to go about that and to break into that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I think that just the cue of slowing down is Mm going to really get you there. Yeah. Just like noticing when you want to speed up and then just like taking some breaths and dropping back into the moment (sighs) over and over. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're right. Yeah. I'm going to practice that next time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Baby steps. Yeah. Um, So one thing that I asked you when we were talking about this podcast is to think of a, an experience mm-hmm. to share, a story to share. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you thought of one. I did. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say it's like the best sex or the most connective sex, but it was an interesting experience that I appreciated. So I was dating this guy openly and we were at a party at his house. And at the end of the night, one of his gay friends was lingering around and I was actually waiting for him to leave so me and my partner could have sex. And my partner at the time kind of just invited him to stay upstairs in the room and just like we were all chatting and I could feel the energy of like, I think this is going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. And I was slightly annoyed by it, honestly, because I just wanted to be, to be me and my partner. And I, they went they both went downstairs to get some water and when my partner came up he's like do you want chris to stay and i was like okay i knew what that meant mm-hmm. and so it was my first and only um two guy threesome and and like i said chris identifies as gay homosexual but he ate me out and we we didn't have any pe- he and i didn't have penetrative sex but it was a fun experience mm-hmm. and interesting in, in a couple ways. Like I enjoyed it, and we actually did it again, and it made me interested in having more threesomes with men or multiple mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. But 
it's like that kind of like consent thing too, where I was slightly annoyed that I was put on the spot yeah. and I felt like there was some pressure there. Mm-hmm. And even though I enjoyed the experience and I said yes, and I did give consent, I would, I, I, part of me felt like, I wish he asked me maybe even an hour before so I could make that decision. And this was at the end of the party too. So there mm-hmm. was drinking involved. And, and so I feel like, it made me realize how subtle consent can be or mm-hmm. pressure yeah. um, and how oftentimes that pressure isn't overt mm-hmm. or intentional, yeah. but it's just those subtleties of like, is this the right time and place? Yeah. Is this a fully intentional mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. And I wouldn't, I, I'm very happy about that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't take it back. And it was fun. And it was actually funny because Chris reached out to me afterwards, maybe six or seven months later, and was like, you know what? Like, so much has changed since that night. Like, I'm, I'm so much more interested in sleeping with women after being with you. And Aww. I thought that was, like, cool that he had that experience, yeah. too. And the only reason we didn't have penetrative sex is we didn't have condoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm kicking myself for not having a <laughs> condom or whatever. So it was a... It was a great experience, but also kind of taught me that it's like, okay, you know, I would want to enter into those things a little more intentionally. Definitely. Yeah. And I, and I think that the pressure that you described is something that a lot of people are familiar with. Like mm-hmm. when there is momentum behind a sexual energy, mm-hmm. even with a partner that you're mm-hmm. used to, you know, you could be involved in something and in the middle of something and have something come up inside where you're like, I'm not feeling this, this isn't right anymore. But when the momentum of sexual energy is behind it, it's really hard. Yes. It's really hard to say no in that that setting. And I've just talked to so many people who've had situations where there was a lot of momentum. They wanted to sleep with a person. They went out drinking and then they went back to the place and something happens and they just don't want to anymore mm-hmm. or they fall asleep and then mm. the, the person is still going and it's just, yeah. it's like, it feels bad. And mm. even though it's like from the other person's perspective, it feels like, oh, this is, of course, this is a yes. It's been a yes all night. It was mm-hmm. a yes when you invited me in to stay, stay the night. Mm-hmm. And I can see how that just, it's, people have to, especially I think men need to be extra aware of like, unless the person is saying yes. But the thing is, even if they're saying yes and they're totally intoxicated, I feel like that is almost not a yes. It's definitely a blurry, blurry space. It's so blurry. And I guess when I was younger, I was taught because of my, like everything's black and white. Mm. You go to heaven or hell, you're a virgin or you're not. Um, and so it's just like, this is good or bad. Mm-hmm. And so with consent, that's something I felt like, oh, that's a yes or a no. Like mm-hmm. you say yes or no, but I'm realizing there's... There's a huge spectrum. Oh, there's a lot a of gray area. Yes. And I think like something that I learned from from kink that feels really important to like add into other sexual experiences in my life is having regular check-ins during mm-hmm. the experience. Oh, Being like... Hey, is this still working for you? Is this still a green for you? Is this still a go? Does this still feel good? Do you want to keep going? Mm-hmm. And like having pauses, having breaks, like just <sighs> having that kind of check-in process is 
so supportive. Mm -hmm. It feels so good to have that permission granted over and over and over for the person that is giving Mm -hmm. to, to keep feeling like that person that you're interacting with is a yes. Mm -hmm. Like that feels really great. And Mm -hmm. for the person that's on the other side of that, Mm -hmm. to have the permission to say no Mm -hmm. at any point and have that really be okay is so incredible. And see, I've never experienced that. Mm -hmm. And then I think it might be also because I'm on the older side of the spectrum. It's like, I think my generation where like, we want men to be men. Like Mm. I, I've had this conversation with some of my, fr- my friends that are my age of being like, it's not sexy when a guy asks permission to kiss you. Mm-hmm. You just want them to take you and mm-hmm. control the situation. And, and I am a sub, so I do like that. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's a little bit of a different experience, I would think. Or maybe I've been taught, like, that's not sexy, mm-hmm. you know, to just continuously ask. But okay. it could be. Yeah. You know, that's a thing. So I think it can be done in a really sexy way. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, the only times I've had that is when I am subbing. Like, okay. when I am in a submissive position. Mm-hmm. And it can be something, like, where the guy is like, tell me that you still want this. Oh. Or tell me that you still like this. Or Oh, that's like, good. Yeah. Like oh, that's so good. Yeah. And, you know, if there's a pause or a hesitation or, like, a no yeah. in that moment, yeah. it's a cue to stop. And if it's still a yes, then it's sexy and you keep going. But there's that opportunity to have a response. Okay. See, yeah. I love that. I feel like that that goes to kind of like the energy of a situation Mm -hmm. because I remember with an ex-partner we were kind of playing of like oh tie me up and whatever and that it just didn't feel authentic the energy wasn't there that Mm -hmm. that dynamic Mm -hmm. that dom sub energy where another partner it was like nothing that different but the energy was Mm -hmm. so I'm like whoa this is so hot and just the like telling me in this calm assertive way like mm-hmm. move your feet like this mm-hmm. like open up your legs it was the sexiest thing I've that oh god that was <laughs> that probably was the best sex I've ever had do you think it was the actual energy of the interaction or do you think it was the energy from outside of that interaction bleeding into it no like, I think it was energy of the interaction in the interaction yeah that created that context yeah I think it was the person's true dom energy that was there versus someone trying to Mm be have dom energy and it was just like oh Mm -hmm. this is someone who wants to take control and i want to give him control and it was it was really sexy yeah and this person was pretty much a nymphomaniac too kind of like me yeah and um and so it was like he could just it could Mm -hmm. just be a long experience Mm -hmm. of just whatever yeah so yeah that that might be one of my most memorable fun sex experiences but like I shared with you before I have a hard time orgasming like Mm -hmm. I will be so on and so wet and so excited about the experience but when it comes to actually finishing Mm -hmm. I have a very hard time Mm -hmm. which sucks I mean it doesn't suck for me I mean I, I still am like you're Super having fun and I'm, enjoying it. Exactly. Yeah. But it would be nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because, you know, the thing that you're doing in your energy is like, it's very excited. It's very like high energy and very up. And 
that's great to build momentum, but orgasm requires a calm. Yeah. It requires a surrendering and a uh-huh. relaxing of your body. Uh-huh. And when you're kind of pulling this energy up and like almost a little tense, like a little uh-huh. high strung, it is really hard to orgasm yes. when you're in that state. And I think that's me historically from my upbringing being a giver yeah, and then never really receiving and not mm. feeling comfortable receiving. Yeah. So not being relaxed into it. And I almost feel if someone's going down on me, I feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, it's going to take me a while. Yeah. And so then I just, just like, okay, okay, it's fine. Like, yeah. don't worry about it. Just mm-hmm. fuck me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And instead of just letting them go for yes. as long as it takes. Totally. I, I've never done that, I think. Okay, just like... that's your number one challenge. That's my, that's my homework for you. <laughs> okay, thank just you. Just let somebody eat you out for as long as it takes. Because my ex-husband would complain. He's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, my tongue's tired. Or I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like, yeah, it's fine, that's fine. Don't worry mm. about it. Because I've always been like this self-sacrificing one. Yeah. So I'm like, my pleasure doesn't matter as much. Mm. So... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's changing though. Yes. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. And it's so funny to be so highly sexual and open, mm-hmm. but have all these hangups. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at least, at least I'm starting. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to wrap this up. I would love if you could share like one thing um, to if everyone in the whole world listened to this podcast and heard you speak about sex, mm-hmm. like what's something that you want everyone to know? Oh, to let, just let go of shame surrounding sex, that everything's okay. Even things that feel shameful that you might enjoy. I think that's a thing that feels so liberating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to want sex. It's okay to be sexual. Mm-hmm. It's okay to want weird sex even there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. so that's what I would say thank you yeah thank Thank you you this was so fun (laughs) I appreciate you thanks for your vulnerability and your sharing thank you thanks